0: Why do you want to join a networking group? And why do you want to be part of that function? And what are you going to bring in to that function that is valuable? We are all human beings. We've got rich content resources in our world that we can always share with someone. It may not necessarily directly related to the work that we do sometimes. It could be a recommendation of a plumber.
1: Welcome to 7 to 8, our special series on 7 to 8 figure entrepreneurs. In this special series, I interview million dollars, some $10 million, and even some million dollar business owners who uncover their twists and turns in their entrepreneurial adventure in order to help you to avoid the potholes and stick to the fast track. Welcome now to Center Stage, our next special guest. Hey there, peeps, this is Michelle Nedlec and I'm super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Jocelyn. Jocelyn, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for having me on your show. Excellent. So give everybody uh, the uh, highlight of who you are and what you do for business. I'm
0: Jocelyn Chong, live in Australia at the moment, formerly from Malaysia. And I um, do a couple of things. I'm a networking specialist, four-time international best-selling author, global speaker, and a business coach. So I help empower female entrepreneurs and business professionals to learn to master the art of intentional networking, so they can actually accelerate their growth, power possibility, and break through glass ceiling. So that is my mission, and um, I just love helping people generate wealth in a way that
1: is with ease and grace. Nice. I love it. So how did you get into networking as a thing? Over the years in my corporate
0: banking life, I had to network a lot because I was frontline, I was in leadership position and networking was such a key part in terms of um, generating business leads connecting with different like-minded um, business owners, vendors, suppliers. And that was key to what I did. And so in banking, there is a KPI that's about 10% or 25% that we actually need to network to succeed in business. And then we have to exchange leads or find leads for different divisions. That was the start of the power of networking. And no one has taught us how it looked like, tastes like, feel like. It's just like, dump into that situation and make it happen. And so I started to learn more, buy books and read, listen to podcasts at that time. There were podcasts already, but you know, this is like cassette tapes, this, those period that, you know, podcast is still, I think, early stages, very early stages. And I learned through trial and error, like experimenting different ways of networking with people. I didn't get a lot of results at the start because I didn't know how to network intentionally. I was like, I'm there. I bought the tickets or I'm invited. And then over time, I learned from my own mistakes, what I need to do, how can I improve? How can I be intentional when I network with someone so that both parties are in a position of winning and both parties are receiving something in exchange? And so it took time, it took years, it took a lot of heartaches, it took a lot of um, hours and energy that I learned from and I came up with this methodology that I've got now that I teach my clients how to do that intentionally.
1: So that's where I am. Very fun. I love it. Well, And it it all reminds me of kind of our, my first networking was, you know, everybody went, it looked like a high school dance. Everybody walked in the room and they all stood against the wall, <laughs> stared at each other. It's like, okay, where's the food and the booze? That's all I care about. About half an hour into it, the booze kicks in and people start talking to each other. I'm thinking there's a better way to do it than that. So <laughs> let's get into it. how... <laughs> how you're helping people intentionally network because you brought up a few good points there too, is that networking, isn't just getting the business that you want in the door, although that's a big part of it. It's also knowing who your suppliers are and knowing how to get the best deals and, you know, connecting with other people, especially when somebody does, um, goes public, there's a lot of networking going on that people don't realize is part of the job. So, yeah, there's 20,000 questions in there. <laughs> so, yeah, answer whatever you like. How do you <laughs> Let's do Let's break
0: it down because there's yeah. so many areas that we can't um, explore. Number one, the networking parties. I always ask my clients, if you walk into a bar, where will I find you in a bar? Are you closer to the drinks corner or are you stuck in one group and you're trying to get yourself out of it? You walk in, you're like, Am I on my own hoping someone will approach me and I will say something? Or you walk in, you are there, you didn't do anything. After 90 minutes, you, you left. You had a good drink, And it's kind of like, I've ticked the box. So ideally is to go in with clarity. Why do you want to join a networking group? And why do you want to be part of that function? And what are you going to bring in to that function that is valuable We are all human beings. We've got rich content resources in our world that we can always share with someone. It may not necessarily directly related to the work that we do sometimes. It could be a recommendation of a plumber. It could be a recommendation (laughs) of the best restaurant downtown that you go, oh my God, the steak was amazing. And that is still somewhat networking and people go, oh, you know what? That's a recommendation because I didn't want to always limit my work or my recommendation to just, you know, the best supplier or the best lead generator or the best sales uh, package. But it's beyond that, that if we can see have you ever thought about, you know, the best um, florist that I actually get my flowers for my clients? You know, I ordered because for us in corporate and, you know, business, we always want to give gifts to our clients at the end of the year or during their birthday. And you want to order chocolates, right? And you want to order them in a way that is so presentable and well packaged and nicely delivered. So who would you go to? And it's those things that made a lot of difference where you network and you know, right, you know, the deal with Coco Black is amazing. The way they package it is wonderful. And so sharing those information is really important. And going in having five to seven things that you can share with people. And from there, you establish a relationship, you establish Trust. You also appear as someone who is very resourceful, who is very engaged, who is not one-dimensional either. And when you have conversation with people, it is a dialogue which is really important because sometimes in networking people can be sounding a little bit more interrogative, like you know, oh sorry, da 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 da. It's like how about if we have a dialogue, like. Not so much the questions that are coming in as though, you know, I'm questioned by my boss. What have I done about something? But in a way that is really fun, exciting and make it light and people will know you, like you, trust you. And then they will like, I love the energy because at the end of the day, people buy from people they like. Like the way they feel that it makes them feel better. Not it makes them feel heavier or forced or pushed into a corner to get something because of whatever reason it may be. But people want to work with someone that is enjoyable. That is going to be a relationship that they go, I can deepen this relationship. So all these key points around how we present ourselves, you know, the way we ask questions, the way we excuse ourselves from a group once we want to move to the next group and say, you know what? So great to meet you, have connected with you. I've taken your details on LinkedIn. I'm going to send an invitation and hope that we can actually progress this with a one-on-one conversation if you so um, wish to do that. And I'll send you my scheduling link. So it's more like more smooth rather than, oh, you know what? This is my business card. You know, feel free to call me when you need something. It's it's a different conversation all together. Absolutely. And then follow through with, you know, um, a call, you know, within 24 hours, a short, you know, two to three sentence message on LinkedIn, whichever platform, you know, we connect. Um, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and say, you know, great to meet you today. You know, love your top light blue looks amazing on your mission Bell. <laughs> And, you know, something that you remember that they stand out for and, and build that relationship going forward True, you know, is there anything I can be of support to you? They and, might go, you know what, actually right now I'm looking for a great car dealership that I want to upgrade my car. Like, you know, do you know someone that you can trust? Because a lot of them may not all together, you know, want to sell me something. And you might have someone that you can pass on a name that's, I feel that that's powerful than just limiting ourselves to just the work side. Of course, the work side we wanna you know get more leads and you know have more sales coming through. Of course, we we have that desire, but it's beyond that. And so, once you have that, you can then deepen it to a whole another level of collaboration, partnerships. You know, affiliate links. If you endorse and you trust someone's program, you endorse their work that they do, why not pass their name around? Invite them as a guest to someone else's podcast, share, you know, their materials, or we post a blog that they have written. So all those things are part of the new way of networking that I'm introducing into my clients' business. And I also teach them how to set up their own small intimate groups. You know, we can network people, give them a chance to to speak about five to seven minutes their business. And imagine everyone in a round table sharing knowledge, wisdom. The best book they have read about marketing in the last six months or, you know, nuggets of wisdom that they have um, received from a social media conference that they've been to. It's all these things that the more knowledge we share, the more expansion and the more growth we can actually compound over time, and that is the power of networking as well. So, surpassing all that, we also can offer people networking in a way that is true partnerships. Right? There's many different partnership methods that we can form, and you know, both parties need to be in agreement. Of the um, nature of those um, partnerships, and then collaboration. You know, I've got friends who want me to send their um, summits to my email list. And then you know, further down the track, I'm launching my book. I'm like, hey, you know what? can you you know share my book launch with your community? You know, all those that are network. And then you know, I've got a couple thousand, she's got a couple thousand. voila. We've got five, 6,000 people to really share the message. So it's that expansion and do it in a way that is not tat for tat, Like, you know, you do this now, I have to do this. It might be a different season, different time, but just sort of, you know, the giver's gained, I call it, that the more we do that, the more we're going to
1: actually expand over time. Nice. I love it. So who do you mostly serve and support or who do you love to work with? I work with female
0: entrepreneurs that has got 30,000 hours already in their professional field. So they have been in business and they know that the need of networking is important. They know that they are in the game for a long time and they're not going to be starting that and then sort of, you know, disappear because it may not be where they want to be. They, they're kind of like, this is my game. I really want to serve this group of people and I want to expand and there's many other ways to expand now that I've established, you know, my program or my course and I want to have a wider reach and so I support those type of um, female entrepreneurs that way. And then in business uh, profession, um, a lot of them in corporate field um, are mid-tier management and I coach them around how to network because ultimately they need to network with a whole host of people across their organization but externally as well because we do a lot of um, other partnerships you know conferences and um, speaking engagements how to get on different stages in each other's conferences so those are another form that is very powerful in terms of networking as well and now in terms of being invited as a guest um, speaker on different membership groups so a lot of membership groups either cross collaborate and have their I suppose members come in to attend a few other events that they can join together to maximize you know what is already available so that's another area of expanding the membership group as well I I love value really
1: (laughs) right because there are so many businesses that I find Are members of associations and things like that and they send their employees, but the employees are like, okay, what do I do here? (laughs) There are weird people talking to me and I don't know why. (laughs) You know, and they oh what do you do with those people? And to me, it's a huge loss of opportunity. One is because they represent your company. So they're either making it look good or they're making it look bad. (laughs) And the more you can kind of help them to just to learn how to engage in conversations uh, with people they don't know. Cause a lot of people, you know, they just don't do that. If it, especially if it's a tech association or something like that, or even marketing associations have been to where people are, um, just not engaged because they, they just work for that company and they do marketing. So they're like, well, I don't need a job. I don't get clients. I don't do this. And it's like, okay, bye. <laughs> you you want to be able to go like, Hey, just have a conversation with me. Talk to me about your business, something, anything.
0: Exactly. And I think it's to guide them mm-hmm. as people leaders. Um, if you have a team, is to help them understand these are the non-tangible but very powerful areas in business that we need to do. Even accountants, lawyers, you know, doesn't mean that the leads come through or even doctors, you know, a lot because a lot of doctors in Australia, the GP will do a referral and they never had to network. Yes, that's true because, you know, there will be a supply of um, leads coming through, but ultimately you network for different purposes as well. What if, you know, a new drug comes in and, you know, you learn more through a group or, you know, you also learn more through any new advancement in technology, making your customer service a lot easier to um, connect with you. So it's just, I think, wanting to learn about it and being shown or taught or shared in a way that helps them understand why I do what I do and how can I bring value when I'm there? Because a lot of people do do it and just tick the box. It's mm-hmm. like, I've, I've done networking. It's not working for me. And so I don't want to do it anymore. It's just draining me. Yeah, because you have not been, you know, shown how to do it the right way. What if there is a right way to do it and you can test and experiment and it's fun and you don't have to feel that you know, you're obligated to do it in a way that is one-dimensional or is forceful or is pushy. But it can be done in a way that is very much um, aligned to
1: your core values and your belief systems. Nice. I love it. So it does beg the question for me, how do you keep track of all the people you know, and that you can go back and go, oh yeah, Fred would be a great connection for you. Like, how do you remember who it was and what they do and all that? How do you keep track? So by nature,
0: I remember people really well. Nice. That's that's one of my superpowers. Like I remember their story or something that they told me six years ago, or they had a kid that, you know, love something. I just had that memory. Nice. But I also know that a lot of people don't. So mm-hmm. for those who doesn't have that kind of memory, I would offer number one, take down notes, like one sentence in your phone contact. You know, the notes section, just like Michelle loves blue, like anything. Notes, <laughs> key things, right? Yep. Or yeah. his wife's name is... Shaina or, you know, drives a BMW X5 or whatever, you know, it's something. And and our notes section, we, we don't use it well enough. And our contacts, right? So punch in their contact details on our phone and their email address and three things you remember that stood out for them. And that is enough. And so that's how we keep track. And of course, When you deepen the relationship over one-on-one conversation for 20 minutes, you have a structure. Here's the structure that I would offer. Write down your own bio. And then the first part of the meeting, split it up, right? 50-50. I'm Jocelyn Chong. This is what I do. This is how I can support you. And then watch the time and give that other person the opportunity to speak, Because that it requires discipline. A lot of people love telling their stories. And then that 20 minutes is consumed by one person only. (laughs) So it's just that discipline and go, you know what, we're going to split this time. And the agenda is to get to know each other. And this 50 minutes or, you know, 50, 50, um, 20 minute session is to really get a taste of how we can support each other. And then from there, we can follow through with, you know, some action items, or oh, i can make quality introductions to you or you know is there something that you want me to share on my social media because we we believe that you know we can support each other that way so it's it's just those subtle things that helps us remember for who we have spoken to and how they can support us or how we can support them nice i love it
1: so give me an example of a cinderella story of one of your clients
0: yep so I have an interior designer and um, she's been in business for quite a while and she had gone through a family situation which um, was not pleasant and it took about 18 months of her time, her energy, her resources to really sit back and reconsider what she wants to do in her business. So she came to me and she needed to upgrade her business and really work with a group of people that she absolutely love. So she was not very clear around her niche market because she goes, you know, people come to me, they love me. It was like, great, word of mouth is very powerful. But then she had a lot of issue with a lot of clients who demand so much of her time. And she didn't know how to deal with those conflicts. And then it causes a lot of issue for her vendors. And so... I taught her and said, look, you know what, maybe we need to understand, you know, the six years of your business. Who are the people that always come to you? They pay the price. They don't negotiate to the very bottom dollar. And who are those people? And she goes, actually, they are all doctors. They love my work. And, you know, they are the major portion of people that absolutely appreciate what I do. They are you know, always working so well with my vendors when, you know, there's suppliers coming in for curtains, for carpets. It's just like, you know, they just open their door to get things done. And I said, all right, that's a great data because you got six um, years of data to, you know, reflect back on. And so we narrowed down to that group of people that she's going to attract. And then I go, so how do you find them now? Because doctors don't (laughs) go out and how do you network? And so she goes, all right, I will need to network with people in my group where I know all these doctors. They they are very sure of how they want to network because doctors have got certain <laughs> way of networking and they don't really break out of their own crowd and then they're quite close group. And I go, how do you break into that close group? She goes, you know what? I'm going to really, number one, invite them into... um a smaller intimate environment and share about what I do and also share a lot of graphics and visuals, how I did it. And from there, I might ask if they have got other friends in their network that they can refer business to. And then we created a pathway for her to have a one-on-one conversation that's easy because doctors work at different um, schedule in Australia, especially for consultants where they do surgeries and they're not nine to five. They could be odd hours and how you're going to accommodate to their needs as well. So then we have a pathway around how we engage them, how we network with them, how we know how to speak to them because doctors think differently and, you know, the network that they need support. Sometimes it's not just one area. They actually need support in many areas, but they just don't have the time. So do you have resource lists that you can refer them to? And then, you know, can you refer them to uh, materials that sometimes they are interested to learn because they've got kids and their kids activities, you know, they want a best swimmer, swimming teacher or the best piano teacher, you know, who do you know in your network? So we created very much an asset of resource and then help her grow that. So by the end of our time together, she has significantly grew her business using that method of networking that is not for, force and push because by nature also she's someone quite introvert she's just lovely like she's just lovely she exudes just magnetism and so those other things like clear networking pathway clear niche that she wants to target with how to converse with this group of doctors that not just go beyond the work that she does as an interior designer but more so it was really powerful and they came to see her and they refer to their group of people. It's just like, you know what? Dinah is good. So go and see her. It's as good as that. And that's how how her leads just come through. So she has got so many good reports to
1: share with me all the time. Nice. I love that. So what are some of the struggles that somebody might be having thinking, Oh my God, Jocelyn, I need you so badly.
0: They're already exhausted and stuck. They have got a business and a product or services and they go, way too from now, I've done all this, the hours, the time, I don't know how else because I'm doing it on my own. I've tested everything but had a bad taste in the past. And I fear that if I spend more money and I join another networking group, it's just going to be the same old, same old method. So you hear that. They really feel somewhat exhaustion, disappointment, bitterness because they had had a bad experience. And you can see and feel that in their emotions, in their facial expression when they say about it. And they are good ones to um, come my way that, you know, I show them how to do that. So the first part of what I teach them how to do that is to help them understand who they are, to help them go back to the place of where they get excited, where they are relaxed, feeling lighter to engage people. Because I teach about magnetic networking and we want to be magnetic and to be magnetic, we need to work from the inside out, which means we need to build the strength within. And sometimes over time, we can be, you know, quite tired and depleted and so I help them let go of those things that really drain their energy and we work through that in detail and understand what drained their energy what's the energy leak in their life their business and then we give them tools to show them how to lift up their energy and when they are lifted they're like oh my god people just want to work with me so that's the first part and then I'll show them different networking um stack that can add into your business that is fun that is engaging that is you know they can apply it's a skill that they can upgrade and then follow through that with the financial part of the business so that's what we do nice love it
1: so i know our listeners are going to want more from you how do they start their journey with you
0: come to my website jocelynchong.com.au there's plenty of free resources there that you can tap into in um, my website. Download that. There's also a free masterclass that you can watch how to be a magnetic networker and you know do those three key points because it's the simple things that you apply that gets you the results. Sometimes we can overcomplicate a lot of things in our lives and I love the art of dialing back you know pulling away deleting unsubscribing decluttering and then create space and then set it up with clean energy and then yeah work it through that way um there's also other social media platforms that I'm present I'm on LinkedIn I'm on on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. So you can come and say hello and uh, yeah, connect with me and we can chat and get to know each other.
1: Nice. I love it. So I get to ask you now, at what point in life did you know that you were especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur?
0: Well, my grandmother instilled that idea in my life. So about maybe 12, 15 years ago, She would always say this to me that I'll be a CEO of my own business one day. And I remember vividly that corner of the house that she would say that, she would whisper that. And the beauty about that is in Asian culture, during our Lunar New Year, the elder ones would give us red packet. And when they give us red packet, they actually do give it with a blessing, like a poem. And so she would say that poem in our dialect and she would follow that through that. You know what? You'll be a great CEO one day. I'm like, geez, you believe in me. And so at that point in time, I've had this vision that I want to be the CEO of the top bank in Australia, that, that I thought that was the goal and the idea. But I grew up in a family business. I grew up like from day one, you know, after I left the hospital, born, I grew up in a family business. So all those little ideas and watching how my grandparents, you know, run their business had already instilled entrepreneurship in me. And then I thought, you know, I want to work in a bank. So I pursued a career in banking and finance because it's glamorous, you know, it's banking, you play with money, you talk to clients, you're in the front line. It's just fun. But over time, I also realized that there was some part of me that I reached to a ceiling that I cannot progress further. And I didn't want to be in a pigeonhole. And also, the trigger came in one year in 2019, whereby the whole banking sector decided to shut down a license and they made everyone redundant. And that was the awakening that it's time for me to start my own business. So, (laughs) but it's over time, I had all these seeds sown in my life that, you know, it would be great for me to be an entrepreneur. And I graduated in my MBA specializing in entrepreneurial management. At that point in time, when I did my MBA, I was issuing license to financial advisors who want to set up their own practice. So we had um, a type of arrangement whereby we will coach them internally, but then we'll help them set up to about 500000 to a million dollars in revenue. And then they have got a plan and then they can actually get a license from us, set up their own business completely. So it, it's a wow. good transition for them without going through the details. Yeah. But that was how I knew, right. If I can help these people generate, you know, a million dollars, two million dollars to set up their financial planning practice, I can do it on my own. Plus, on top of that, I generate 13 to 25 million dollars in revenue every single year in my business when I was in banking finance. So, you know. I knew what it looks like from an operational perspective, from a finance perspective, from a sales perspective, from a people management perspective, from a marketing perspective, from um leading teams, a whole heap, right? All the key areas that we need to do in business. I witnessed that scene that, and that was like for that many years, I go, that is very possible to do it in my own world and also to do it in my own terms. So I wanted to do that because I wanted freedom as well and I didn't want to be limited by the nine to five and also I want to do it because I want to enjoy it and to do something that allows creativity. In the corporate sector, sometimes you're limited in the way you want to share things and you know uh, recommend things because the vision of the company has already been set by the CEO and the board. So... It's harder to bring in creativity into it. Of course, they ask for feedback, but it's just more limiting. Whereas as a CEO of our own business, we get to, you know, change, simplify things, add things, you know, increase, um, you know, things in different ways, remove all sorts, quicker,
1: faster. Nice. I love it. So what was it like making your first million? Or oh, do you remember? I think- <laughs> <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> I think sometimes it's a cumulative effect mm-hmm. and then you have this moment and go, oh my god I did that first million I didn't think it was possible but also a lot of times for me my style had been I had that vision and sometimes it's for years that you play that thought it's important to already visualize feel that thought and then it took time to reach there as well and then sometimes it's like you're there so for me it was that way I I knew in my body in my spirit in my soul I'm already there but it's the evidence to see it when you do your text written and you're (laughs) like it is there
1: nice you're like damn we did it yeah (laughs) awesome i love it jocelyn you've been absolutely awesome any last words for our peeps
0: here's what i've been telling everyone this year i think it is ideal to really take time out to love yourself deeper the harder we work the more we need to love ourselves so, devote more time to loving yourself, building a relationship with who you are, getting deeper into why you do what you do, and how you can create even more impact in this world at a global capacity. Because, you know, with um, Zoom today, with podcasting, with online summits, with book collaborations at a global um, capacity, we can create a global impact. So don't limit yourself to just what you do. If you desire to have more impact, do that. So okay. start with loving yourself more and make time to love yourself. You know, be it, you know, treat yourself, you know, journaling, um, bubble bath, buy yourself a bunch of amazing top range roses <laughs> for Valentine's <laughs> Day if you don't get a bunch. Indulge <laughs> in the best quality chocolate. I don't know do something to love yourself because the more you treat yourself well and you honor your own body the more you can give to others because we are our first own
1: human to look after (laughs) exactly (laughs) nice i love it thank you so much for your time i appreciate it and i know how valuable it is thank you so much michelle it has been a delight speaking with you nice peeps and thank you for being here with us today Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. Thank you for listening to 7 to 8. If you're interested in upping your speaking game, be sure to connect with our guests with the links in the show notes and connect with me to see how we can help you get your tech done for you and help your speaking dreams come true.